Hello, everyone, and welcome to Workout Wednesday, my weekly podcast of everything health, wellness, fitness, and lifestyle. I am your host, Jeanette Ortega, and I am so glad that you joined in. For more information on Butoga, please go to my website, butoga.com. Today, I'm so excited because we are here with a dear friend of mine. We went to high school together. He is phenomenal. We reconnected. And we will be talking a lot about health today and wellness mindset. And please let me introduce to you my dear friend, Eric Jermansky. Welcome, Eric. Thank you so much. Phenomenal (laughs) to be here. What an honor. I'm so excited. I was super excited that we reconnected. And I'm going to share the little story um, about Eric when he reached out to me. This is maybe a month ago or so. And uh, we talked on the phone after, I, I think, so many years of, uh, man, it's been a while since high school. Yeah. And um, really expressing to me gratitude for um, being an inspiration to him health-wise. And that meant so much to me. Like, I can't even explain that really uh, warmed my heart. And it's, you know, it's, it's in those times where it's always the confirmation that you're on the right road, you're doing the right thing, because we never know who we inspire. We keep doing our, and that's why I tell people keep going because you never know who's looking, you never know who, who you're inspiring along the way. So I thank you for that because you, you gave me that extra little bump, you know, a little fist pump that uh, uh, I'm doing well. So I thank you for that. I'm a big fan. So this is, a, this is an absolute honor. So thanks. Yes. For and thank you were my volleyball coach. I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> that was your volleyball coach. And then you've coached me without even knowing it. So there you go. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Well, just a little bit about Eric. He's an LA native, 25 years career in marketing and doing events. He's a father, a grandfather. He is a weekend warrior athlete. I love that. He started doing triathlons in 2008. He's done 40 races, wow, and two Ironmans, and was 2010 U.S. national age top 10 finisher. So that is fantastic. Tell me a little bit about this. That sounds way more impressive than... (laughs) Right? When someone else reads our bio, we're like, wow, is that me? Oh. Okay. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, as you know, I was always an athlete throughout high school and in volleyball and multiple different sports. And, you know, after leaving college played softball and then softball became playing golf and, you know, in the mid thirties, the, the weight, the, everything came on. And I, uh, it was actually an interesting story. I was, I, I just lost a friend, uh, another friend to cancer, and I was driving down Santa Monica Boulevard and saw a billboard for team and training and understood that it was a charity fundraiser to do triathlons. And I had always seen triathlons. I'd watched on NBC. I was actually in Kona in 2006, making fun of all the athletes because I thought they were nuts. And <laughs> I thought, you know what? I can't do anything about solving, but I can raise money and I can run and I can bike and I can swim. So why not? And I got into the sport. And I mean, 
I was never an endurance athlete. I hated running. I mean, running was something you did when you messed up. I mean, I, I think I made you run many line drills and right. laps around the gym. So it was never something I liked, but I got into. And I, I did a few Olympics in 2008 and nine, and then I decided to take a swing at a 70.3, which is the half iron distance in 2009 and, and did that all the while saying, I'll never do an Ironman because those people are crazy. Um, and then just, crazy. you know, watch <laughs> friends do it. And finally, after, at, at, you know, at about the age of 40, I said, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. And in 2013, I uh, went with a group of friends and we went up to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and we took part in the Ironman and it was, it was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, and I, uh, I mean, I, I in no way ever uh, aspire for a podium. Um, I think just completing something like that is, yeah. is a feat. And so, you know, it was, it was wonderful. And then I uh, did a few 70.3s after that and then sort of quit the, quit the sport for a while. Uh, not that you could quit anything really, but um, you know, really my, my lifestyles changed a bit and um, ventured away from, uh, from the sport a bit. Right. Um, what was, what's, what did you learn the most when you're training for an Ironman or? Um, you know, what, what this sport has given me, and it's given me a lot. And one of the reasons I think a lot of people fall in love with, with triathlon and with endurance sports, you know, marathon running, ultras. I have a, a, a really good friend of mine who I run with a ton uh, going to Wyoming this weekend to do the 100-mile insane you know, to me, that's insane. I mean, he thinks right. what I did in Tulsa last month that the Ironman was insane, but I think that's insane. But we both, you know, talk about the fact that it teaches you so much about yourself. Um, you, you know, you, you learn what you have in you, at least. And, and, and look at, I, I'm, I do not think that everybody will needs to do a, a triathlon, an Ironman and anything. I think we all have different parts of our lives that we learn things about ourselves. And maybe, you know, that's why we're here is to, to learn about ourselves and, and learn about others and what drives us and what we have in us. For me, as a total surprise, I discovered in my thirties and forties that, you know, this sport taught me a lot about myself, the good and the bad, you know? Yeah. And I think that's important as we do this is to understand you know, the, the good and the bad. Um, yeah. So that, you know, and then of course the benefits are, you know, I met so many great friends through team and training who I'm still great friends with today. My, my friend, Tim Petland, who better listened to this podcast was my first coach. And he and I just, you know, ran on Sunday together. And, you know, I have lifelong friends, uh, a good friend I'll be riding with that I met through triathlon. So, yeah, I think it does, it does um, attract a certain type of person and, 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 you know, you click with those folks. And, and so that's been, that's been great. That's been a beautiful part of, of my life, but I think that's, you know, and then, you know, all the wonderful health benefits that go along with it, that, you know, I definitely experience when I am not doing it. I like, Oh, all of that went away. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Um, but that's fantastic. Community is so huge. And especially in health and wellness, like to have a community keeps you going. You're more accountable. You yeah. show up 
And that's fantastic that you found that community. So I'm always, you know, encouraging people to find a community or to get some accountability partners or to grab a friend. So that is fantastic that you mentioned that. Yeah. And another thing that you said is that you learned the good and the bad about yourself. And so mindset is huge, especially in these types of training, endurance training and long runs and all of this, because you're, you know, you just want to be like, I'm out. This is too much. I can't do it. So talk to me about the mindset aspect when you, when you're hitting those walls. Yeah. No. Ready to just be like, I'm done. What do you, how, what was your mindset? Like, what are some tips? I mean, to I, keep going. I think um, it's funny. I, I almost, you can break it up into, there's a, a wonderful coach by the name of Chris health that I follow. Um, and I recommend that to anybody. And he really stresses setting intentions, setting intentions with your workout, um, setting intentions in life. You know, it teaches you that. And so a lot of times when I'm showing up for a workout, I say, okay, this is what this workout's going to do. And it's not always about speed. It's not always about any of those things. It's, you know, I'm going to try something new. Um, yesterday at the pool was just, I want to have fun. I put the fins on and just messed around. I, I didn't care what yardage I hit. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the mental, and, and, and one of the things that I really would recommend um, in, 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 in my most recent training for Tulsa, I really discovered this because I didn't do it earlier in my training. You know, I sort of got on, got on a run, got on a ride, went and tried to like distract myself that I wasn't really running and I just wanted to be done with it. And one of the changes most recently for me is that I really try to be present. You know, we, we hear a lot about being present in our lives at all moments, but really being present to what you're doing, um, especially with the endurance. Uh, a, a, a wonderful runner who I run with a lot on, on Sunday said to me, find a pace that you can hold that's comfortable. Just find it. And don't worry about going any faster. Even if everybody you're running with is blowing by you, just find that pace that you can sustain. And what you'll find is that as you do your workout, as you do more workouts, that pace picks up, it gets faster, just naturally. And, mm -hmm. and give yourself, especially as you get older, especially if you're coming back from let's say injuries or maybe not being active for many years, give yourself that grace, give yourself that patience, give yourself that love um, to, 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 to make it a gradual process. Look, at none of us are, well, maybe some of your listeners are 20 and incredible, you know, but for myself, I really had to sit down and talk to myself and say, look, at, this is going to be a gradual process and you have to give yourself that time. But that also feeds into the enjoyment of being you know, in the hills of Santa Monica running trails or on PCH on a bike or in the ocean or, you know, and, and really taking on this attitude of, I get to do this. You know, I don't have to do this. I get to do this. And, you know, I think adopting that mindset, man, it gets you through some dark, dark places. Because no matter how, you know, zen you get, you go to the dark places. It just yes. happens. We're human. Yeah. No, I love that. I love the reframing. It's always changing our, our verbiage that comes out. Reframe that, reframe this. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I have, I love that term. I'm writing it down. Reframing. Yes. Reframing. 
Mm-hmm. Perfect. I, you know, as we mature, yes. I like to say that. And we, you just did a huge one for your birthday. So you turned the big 5 0. The big 5 0 on May 22nd. Yes. Happy belated. I'm so excited. And you decided to do this for your big, your yeah. big 5 0. So tell me how that was. Like, why did you decide to do that? How was the training for this versus maybe in the past? And why? What was your why behind it all? Sure. Oh, the why. Um, the why is so important. A, a friend of mine said to me once, if your why doesn't make you cry, you need to pick a different why. Um, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I had a pretty good life change about uh, a little over three years ago. I decided to really focus on my health. Um, I had gone from doing an Ironman in 2013. My race weight is about 200 pounds. Um, not that weight is a true measure of fitness I've learned. Um, but I had got, I had put on, I was pushing 250 and I wasn't healthy. My blood pressure was through the roof. I was, uh, drinking way too much. Uh, I wasn't healthy in my diet and I had slipped into that you know, mid to late forties career, pushing everything and shrinking my life. And I had completely abandoned, um, a lot of the healthy lifestyle that I had grown to love and was still getting in some swims, still getting in some rides, but, but really, if I'm honest with myself, I abandoned a lot of those things. And, um, after sort of hitting a, hitting a bottom emotionally and spiritually and in, in lots of ways, uh, started to dig myself out. And a few months into that digging out, I had the thought of, wow, I wonder if I could regain some, <clears throat> some of that uh, fitness, some of that just lifestyle, you know, yeah. of how I used to. It wasn't about even doing an Ironman at that point because I couldn't run more than a mile and a, a mile. I mean, if I'm, I, it really was, I, I had really lost everything um, in this arena. So, uh, I just started slow, you know, and I just thought, Hmm, half marathon. Okay. We could do that. And did surf city right before COVID and did a, um, desert triathlon and really, you know, I, that surf city half marathon, I think I did in two hours and 40 minutes where in 2009, I did it in sub two hours. I mean, it was a real humbling process. You know, it, it was, it was humbling and that was okay. Um, and then sure, you know, this was in 2020. So 50 was looming large. And as I started, you know, COVID, COVID was a big, a big thing to get through. And quite honestly, I looked and I said, if I'm the same person coming out of COVID as I am right now, I really lost an opportunity. So I really tried to lean into working out, um, eating better, all of those things and did that. And then as 50 was looming, I thought, okay, I want to do an Ironman in 2022. And I was looking at some races. I, I signed up for the newsletter for, for, you know, race announcements. And I got an email that said Tulsa, May 22nd. And I went, wow. well, that's the, you know, no offense to any of your listeners who might be from Tulsa or live in Tulsa, but, but Tulsa is not a destination that you think of when you think Ironman. You know, right. Arizona, Florida, Kona, Lake Placid. And I looked at the race and I went, okay, 
wow, that's kind of, I mean, who gets to race an Ironman on their 50th birthday? Right. Uh, and I went, all right, let's do this. You know, my family signed up for me, you know, with me emotionally and said, let's do this. Friends got behind me. Um, and that support system is so important. Um, Absolutely. And so then, uh, you know, then it became, okay, let's do it. And that was a journey. I mean, that, I think what I touched on earlier about being present, a, a few people have said to me, what was the biggest difference between, you know, training in 2013 and training in 2022? You're nine years older, um, obviously being, being sober, um, was a huge difference. I have friends who I trained with back in the day who are like, we couldn't get you on the bike before 8 a.m. You know, uh, now you're out <laughs> at 5.36 in the morning and they're, they're pissed. They're like, what happened? Uh, right. So that was, you know, I don't, I mean, everybody has their own journey with that, but, but obviously I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't say that didn't make a big difference. But I think what I touched on earlier about being present and being mm -hmm. able and, and that probably came with, with that change spiritually and in my mindset of, um, you know, uh, just trying to enjoy the moment, trying to, trying to focus really on, hey, I get to do this and I, I'm lucky that I can, I can even be out here right now on a Sunday morning doing this and, and trying, to, trying to garner that appreciation and gratitude. Um, uh, that being said, your body is nine years older. You know, I, I had to really right. try to put more time into the recovery, uh, into stretching. I became a big fan of Pilates. My mm -hmm. Pilates coach, I do it once a week um, for an hour, a one-on-one. -on -one. Um, uh Karen Clark here in the San Fernando Valley. If any of you are interested, look her up. She's phenomenal. Um, awesome. A little plug. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think, I think doing things like that, that, that really focused on my core, my um, length, lengthening, strengthening those really small muscles, those really strong, small movements, tightening up your, your carriage, your core, um, I think it's probably the only reason I even finished in Tulsa because the, the race itself was an ugly day. Um, but I think putting, you know, putting focus and effort into your recovery as you get older in this sport is absolutely every bit as important as sometimes your workouts. Yes. Yes. I love that you said that. And you just touched upon a question I was going to ask you is like, what advice would you give to athletes that are 40 and up going on. And you just did that. And recovery is huge. I'm learning that myself. Yeah. I have to do way more recovery, a lot more massage, a lot more yoga, heated mm -hmm. yoga, um, gentleness with myself. And for me, it was difficult because I was always hard, hard, hard. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And I really had to find that balance of learning to take the time to recover, learning to allow my body to do that. And so I love that you said all that. It's huge, even as we're younger. But of course, as, as we get older. Well, and, you know, we are, we're on such time, limited time schedules. I mean, yes. we're, we're working, we're having to get home for dinner, we're having to do these things. So, you know, you finish a run 
and you, right. you know, change clothes and hop in the car and drive home and you get out and you're like, I can't make it to the front door because everything tightened up on you. Um, right. So you've got, got to take, or even at night, you know, get a Theragun, soak in a bath, do those things, stretch, yes. um, get a roller, I mean, all of that. So, and I did- Oh, rolling, yes, oh, rolling. rolling. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. Um, <laughs> it drives me crazy, but a, a, a Bella triathlete who's in his, I'm not sure, I think he's in his 60s, still racing multiple Ironman a year, gave me a really good tip, which is don't go fast on the roller. It's, um, it's five seconds for every inch. Take five to 10 seconds for each inch. Don't do the hard roll back and forth fast. Just sit on it, watch TV. And, you know, I, I'll give myself uh, a C for rolling and recovering. <laughs> you know, C's get degrees. So uh, I passed, but barely. So I, 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 as I am thinking about, you know, what I'm going to do next, that's definitely an area that I think I need to improve on. So I, yeah. that would be my big advice, diet. I did make some major changes to diet. Um, I tried to eliminate dairy. Um, I am not a vegan. I love meat, um, but mm -hmm. I did find places where I could do replacement of foods that were plant-based and I didn't feel like I was missing out. That's um, great. There's a wonderful man named Rich Roll who's huge in the podcast universe. He's a great coach. He's vegan. He's the one who did five Ironmen on the five islands in five days. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I heard from him early on is, you know, you don't have to be a militant vegan. If, if, you're, if you're only maybe taking one day a week, you know, a lot of people say, well, you're still eating meat the other six. Well, yeah, but, you know, that one day makes a difference. And Absolutely. And Absolutely. You know, yes, I still love my ice cream every night, but I'm putting almond or coconut milk in my coffee that I drink all day, or I'm finding alternatives. So, you know, that was a big thing for me. I know when I eat too much sugar, it just, it's all about inflammation with the joints. And so for me, I, I, I do well, I don't think I do great, but I definitely know the difference of, I can feel when I say, okay, I, I need to cut down on the dairy or I need to cut down on the sugar. Um, right. So, have you noticed after your races, have you noticed that you've been able to um, sustain those nutritional changes or how have you been with that? Um, yeah, no, I mean, for me, it wasn't really about the race. I mean, I'm, I've probably raced three or four times since making this change. Um, I think the biggest thing is sustainability. It's, mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm missing out. I, I, I am actually enjoying this. Um, the coconut milk is a perfect, I, I can't drink regular milk and coffee now. My, my taste buds have changed. I, yeah. I prefer to eat a certain way. And yes. you know, the one thing I did notice, so talking about post-workout is, you know, when I, I would, 10 years ago, I'd finish a huge workout, like a big swim, and I couldn't get full all morning, I'd be putting food in me and I couldn't get full because I was putting in food that were void of the nutrients that my body needed. And I began putting in a, a, a smoothie after I finished swimming that's spirulina, um, yes. a lot of the different chia seeds, hemp seeds, spinach, the greens, coconut water, just putting it in a bullet at the office. 
firing it up. And what's it, what's funny is, is that fills me up until lunchtime. So yeah. I, I, I'm a big believer that you don't, just because you're training for an Ironman, you don't have to suddenly put in all these carbs, you know, I mean, carbs are important, but I think that the body really needs after workouts is protein. And if you give your body what you, what it needs, you don't actually have to eat that much. Absolutely. That's what I experienced. I mean, yes. I am not a nutritionist. I will not pretend to be one. Don't hold me accountable for it, but I'm just my experience. And it was shocking to me how much I didn't have to fuel if I put the right fuel in me. Absolutely. Yes. Very good. You said it perfectly. And it's those whole foods that we need to get into our system. And it just changes the body. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. Um, you also mentioned, you talked about your sobriety, how that mm. helped change. And I, I even have uh, a lot of people still saying COVID, I drank too much and I'm still trying to break that habit. And so tell me a little bit how that shifted for you and what caused it and how you've been after. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm fairly open about it. I, I, you know, I hit an emotional bottom um, with my drinking and discovered that my life had really shrank in so many areas. It had gotten smaller. You know, you, you hear that if you've been around people that maybe have had a problem um, with substances. Uh, I, I didn't lose anything. You know, I didn't lose my family. I didn't lose my job. I didn't lose anything, but I had lost, I lost myself. I lost a lot of myself. And so for me, getting this back, getting things back became very important to me. And so you have a, I had a level of clarity around my spirituality um, and my emotions that I hadn't had before. And boy, I mean, they say it's 80% between the ears and, and it, it was true. Um, so I think that, you know, I was able to look at things differently. Um, what was important before wasn't as important. Like for instance, you know, I remember when I had and six, nine months out, I was putting stuff up on social media and Facebook and this and that. And this time around, I, I didn't put a single thing up until I got on site in Tulsa because it wasn't about anybody else. It was about myself. Yeah. I, think, I think the journey of sobriety teaches you so many things if you opt for it um and and the journey of self-awareness it doesn't even need to be about sobriety it could be about just just when you decide to work on yourself emotionally um you you discover things and you discover an awareness um i always say awareness is the keys to the kingdom i i know i stole that from somebody i think it was the four less the four agreements book um but you know that's a great book it's a great book so simple um, but you know, just getting that awareness, imagine how that would translate to your working out and to your, um, to, to what you're trying to achieve. Um, it just, it made all the difference in the world. I, I almost look at it as, as two different, two almost different people working out of why I did things. Um, also, you know, you get taught to lean into things you don't like <laughs> right. in that work. And I hated to run. Um, I'm six, two, uh, I'm over 200 pounds. That is not a runner's body. That's a swimmer's body. That's a cyclist body. And I probably spent 60% of my training running because I really 
wanting to become a better runner. In the end, Tulsa taught me a lesson um, in, in expectation and in setting things because I ended up walking almost all of the marathon. So all that work on, on my run didn't show up, but it's okay because mm -hmm. I hadn't done it. And, you know, I mean, I'm looking at doing a pure running event in December. So I think, I think as far as, you know, what did that play? It taught me things about myself. I feel like I know who I am much more than I did 10 years ago. Um, maybe that's just also getting older. We get older, we get a little more comfortable with ourselves and comfortable right. around you that, hey, if you don't like it, it's cool. Go ride 30 miles an hour. I'm going to ride 20 and enjoy the right. scenery. You know, you've got your intentions. I've got mine. I'm comfortable with mine. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Beautiful. Well put. So. And what tips would you have for anyone that wanted to start training for a triathlon or an Ironman? Um, for an Ironman, my biggest tip is buy the book. Um, oh God, I just blanked that. It was right here. Uh, Being Iron Fit by uh, the um, Fink is his last name. It, it, it really gives so many tips for the working person, you know, um, get real excited about morning workouts because that's what you're going to be doing. Um, you know, a typical, um, but I, 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 let me, let me, let me roll back um, a little bit. I mean, I think the biggest tip I would give is do something that you're going to enjoy. You know, I see, I see some people that like their first triathlon is an Ironman and I couldn't even imagine trying to do that. I mean, start with a sprint, you know, everybody said, well, I could never do that. Well, a sprint is a, I think a, a lot of sprints are a 400 yard swim, a 13 mile bike ride and a 5k, um, in a 10, in a, you know, three month training program, anybody, almost anybody could do that. Um, start with something like that and then, you know, pick up, uh, then go to an Olympic or go to that, that, that progression, I would recommend, um, maybe just cause that's how I did it. Um, mm -hmm. find people, you know, you talked about the community finding people. I had a huge community from 2008 to 2014 that I trained with this last time around. I had a really solid community. It, it wasn't as big and I missed it at times, especially on the bike ride. Yeah. Um, so community is huge. Surround yourself with some really supportive people who you align with and you enjoy spending time with because you're going to spend hours with them. I mean, some of my training partners are some of my best friends without a doubt. Um, the biggest thing, and, and I'm lousy at this, is just be kind to yourself. You know, you, you, you set intentions and you try to execute on them. And if you don't, it's okay. And um, I fail miserably at this a lot, but just try not to beat yourself up because none of us are making money at this, you know. None of us are pros, so why put that pro pressure on yourself? Right. So what's one of the ways that you're gentle with yourself? So when you catch yourself beating yourself up or what stop, what's one of the triggers maybe that'll stop you and get you into a different reframe? Uh, reminding yourself that you get to do this. Reminding yourself that you are fortunate and you're blessed to be out on a Sunday morning doing this run and no matter how slow you're going you're going so much faster than 
90% of the people right now because they may not even be doing this. And, exactly. and you just think about the people who can't do this for whatever reasons. Um, and you try to get there. Um, I also try to break things down and not think about, let's say like, we're gonna run 17 miles. Great, run, run a 5K, run the first three. Don't even think about the next 14. Um, right. that's, that's another, as you start thinking about, oh my God, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this. Just do the first mile. Just do, you know, in sobriety in the program, they tell you it's one day at a time and it sounds so cliche, but you do learn that. You learn that yeah. I just got to get through today or I just got to get through this mile. I just got to run to the end of the block. Cliches are around for a reason. They work, you know. So true. With the weight loss, with everything, it's one yeah. day at a time. Focus on it. Stay consistent. Wow, you gave us some amazing information and dropped some great gold nuggets. Wow. Uh, so I thank you for sharing your journey. It's through yeah. our journeys that, you know, we all learn from one another. And I love how you made your comeback, right? So I always say, turn your, uh, now I'm going to forget the phrase that I normally use, um, uh, Turn, uh, turn something into a comeback. I can't even think of the other turn word. Turn your setback into a comeback. Thank you. T turn your setback into a comeback. Thank you for, <laughs> and that's truly what you did. And um, my goodness, you, well, you made it hard. You. I mean, one, one other thing I just want to share, and it, when you mentioned this, and I, I just thought of it as um, a week before my race, I discovered that I, for the last week, had had COVID. I finally tested myself. And yeah. so that definitely affected my race. But on that Saturday, I was sitting there thinking about, I may not be able to race, you know, I might not be able to. And one of the things that hit me was all those intentions, all that why I had achieved already. I had achieved it. You know, if my why was to get back into this community, to get back into that and to that. be at a certain place, I did it. And that's what I would say to people is, you know, sometimes you're going to train for something and it's going to be windy. It's going to rain. It's going to be shitty. My brother-in-law and I, every triathlon we do together, it either gets rained out or the course change. It's just, you know, life throws things at you, but you got to remember that, you know, the, the journey and sometimes not the result is that's the win. Absolutely. The journey is the win. The result is completely happenstance and you have no idea what you're going to be going up against. Absolutely. I love that. Wow. COVID right before. I, I understand that. Yeah. And hence a lot of walking, a lot of walking in that marathon. <laughs> wow. you know, I the fact that you finished uh, is, you know, time for celebration in itself is a huge accomplishment. Well, my, and you know, my, I got off the bike and my family, I turned to them and I said, I don't have a marathon in me. And they said, just finish. We're here. And I said, you're going to be here till midnight. And they said, we don't care. Just go. Oh. And so to have oh, that. That gave me chills. The support yeah. of our family is so much when we go through these. Yeah. So um, uh, that's, that's important. You're going to, you know, have, yeah, anyhow. Uh, well, it's been fantastic. And now I have some questions for you. So these are what I call my fun Oprah questions. All right. 
So you get to fill in the blank. It's whatever comes to you. And there's just a few, but they've been some that I have loved to ask all my guests because you hear some great answers. Fantastic. So the first one is, it's a fill in the blank. The one thing I know for sure is. There's a lot out there I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Good. What is your focus word or intention for this year, 2022? Growth. Love it. What would yourself now tell your younger self? It's going to be okay. It's not going to go anywhere close to what you think or what you think you have planned, but you'll be okay. Mm, beautiful. And what was your biggest lesson learned through COVID? Uh, recognizing the things that are important to you and, and being good to yourself, giving, allowing yourself to really um, focus on the things that are important to you and, and, and don't listen to what other people are telling you. We, we buy into false narratives in our lives so much and we grow to believe what others believe about us. And they're not bad people. They're not doing anything wrong. We have opinions about other people but it doesn't mean that they're right. So just because somebody believes something or has put you in a certain place and you feel strongly, act on it. Love it. Love it. And what is your next achievement that you're going for? My next achievement um, physically uh, is right now in the books, I've got the Ray Miller 30k trail run in December, which is about an 18 mile trail run through um, Backbone Trail, so a lot of elevation gain. Um, but you know, I after completing a lot of the training for Ironman, I'm not gonna lie, I got I got weary. I mean, I got tired. I got real tired of just putting in the hours and putting in those long distances. I want to have fun again. You know, it started to not become fun. So. You know, talk about being in the pool, doing that stuff. I just bought a new bike. I'm super excited to get that on Friday and just start nice. to do some different kinds of rides, do some different kinds of runs, shorter, maybe higher intensity, maybe try to get a little faster. Um, so that's my goal. I've got loads of other, you know, professional and personal goals, but physical, just to, you know, after you go through something like an Ironman or anything like that, I think it's real important to remember that this is fun and you're supposed to have fun and, yes. um, and to do whatever you feel like for your workouts that is going to bring some fun back into it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. That's my focus is over the next six to nine months is to have some fun with this and then we'll figure out what we're going to do next. Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you so well, much, Eric. Thank you for having me. I'm, as I said, I'm a huge fan. I'm, I'm a big you. fan of your career. And thank you for everything you do for, for everyone. You know, you're just a, a beautiful light in this world. So thank you for all you do. 
Thank you. And I am a huge fan of yours. And please, how, if someone wanted to follow your journey, how would they follow um, you? Um, I, I mean, uh, I'm on, I'm, I'm not a big social media guy, but I put, when I generally do some, some workouts and stuff or food that I eat, I put it up sometimes up there. So right. you can, you can follow me on Facebook. Uh, it's German sky, Germanski spelled like mm -hmm. that. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, and, and if anybody, you know, direct message me on, on Facebook, if, if you are, um, interested in doing something like this or have questions or, you know, are, are struggling with anything that I've mentioned today. You know, I, I think this sport has given me a lot. This life has given me a lot and it's our responsibility to give back um, to, to people whenever we can to make sure that, that the messages and the, and the light continues. So that is my, that is my duty and that is my emotional, what I owe to the world because it's been given to me over and over and over again. And you're passing it, I love it. So Thank yes, you. that's how you can get a hold of me, probably direct message on Facebook to answer your question. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you again so much. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And to our listeners, please make sure, follow him, um, message him if needed, and continue to listen to Workout Wednesday on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and just let us know how you like this and get some more goodness out of it. So thank you again, Eric. I really appreciate you. your time. My pleasure. Thank you, listeners.